millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, you guys, and welcome to the Steel Wars Hyper Chat. Um, our, our guest is, I'm just going to mute their mic because it, it got buzzy all over again. But I am Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. And uh, just thought we'd had a little break in, um, in communication since the end of the Book of Boba Fett, uh, getting back to uh, America and all that good stuff. So I thought we'd have a little Star Wars catch-up and to uh, help us along the way with their their buzzing room from the Canto Bite Dispatch, Emily Lind. How are you doing? Hi. I don't I don't know why it's buzzing. That's weird. I can try my my um wireless ones and see if that's any better, but yeah, I don't know. Let's 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 go to the um the comments. Sam score sony like what's what's the deal is this it, it's, it's gotten better i have to say i don't know if it's just me talking or whatever but what's going on emily how, how is your post book of boba fett star wars lifestyle working out i mean it's it's fine i haven't really done anything with star wars since that ended but you know but maybe that's good maybe i need maybe i need some time off some time off well under 100 days that's all you've got off. Oh boy, celebration or Obi Wan or Kenobi? Both on the same time, they? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't care about that. You don't care about Kenobi? No. Really? No, not at all. Maybe a little bit more if Bail Organa is in it, but no, I don't. I don't. He's not my guy. What about with the news breaking on Variety.com? There's there's a variety of articles up there, Emily. Did you know? A variety of them. Yeah. They cover they cover a variety of topics. Yeah, I don't know if they ever actually like cover variety that much. Like, what is is variety? Just it seems like some really bad stage show where someone's on stilts and they're juggling. That's all they should be covering. So what what are they doing talking about Star Wars? Yeah, they should they should just talk about like. People Stilts. doing little dances and like juggling, maybe a magic show. Stuck in a glass box? Any new innovations? Does this look like I'm stuck in a glass studio? It's very good. You're a very talented mime. All right, I should bring that up to full screen. So, <laughs> to get the full glory of your performance, Harry is all about it. Hey, did you notice I've decorated, by the way, for the video? Yeah, you have to eat. You have a lot of stuff on your walls. Yeah, I put up a little shelf, hung some little pictures, a little Ewok board. Really coming about in in 22. Hey, so um, 
John Williams returning to the Star Wars universe with Obi-Wan theme, that doesn't excite you more for, for Obi-Wan Kenobi? The TV event, the streaming event that will, will bind the Star Wars prequels with the original trilogy. The the the, well, the, yeah. the glue that 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 the well melted cheese in between the brioche that is the sequel and original trilogy. Emily, how do you reply? I mean, as I am a noted huge fan of the prequels, I am Ro- uh... Ro- sorry, and rogue <laughs> and, and, and and rogue one's like a like a slice of ham. But, I mean, that's why I'm excited about Andor. I can talk about my excitement for Andor because that that's my jam. But Obi Wan, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to go into it with an open mind because I didn't think I would like Boba Fett, but I just... Boba Fett. <laughs> Sorry, I, every time I hear it, I just I, I I more shows need a song where it's just saying the name of the show over and over again. Hmm. Steel Wars. Canto by Dispatch. Yeah, it's good. Um, I reckon it's really cool that he's coming back. It's nice. I don't, I, I'm not mad. I just, it's sort of like, that's, that's cool. I'm glad he's still doing stuff, but it's also, I'm not like shocked. You tell me John Williams is doing a piece of Star Wars music. I am like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Cause he's, you know, not dead yet. I always believe the great Star Wars lie, though. I'm a sucker for it. This is the last one. No more. I, 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 83, 2005, um, 2019 with Williams. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's nice. I hope, yeah, it's nice. That's fine. It's nice. (laughs) I'm excited for people who care. I saw um, the guy that does the succession succession theme is doing Andor. Yeah, I I can't I can't say that I've ever really thought much about the succession music. Not that it's bad or anything. I just don't I, notice it particularly. Let me ask you this, and I I could be so off track. Does does he do the theme music as well, like the piano? Uh, I don't know. I just I know that he's the guy who does the music on the show. But does that include the theme? Because the theme is banging. It stays in my head like all week, except when it's not on TV, which is now. Oh, I that is I I don't dislike that song, but that is a show I'm hitting the skip and drip button on. It's just like, it's like, yeah, it's like sad music and sad pi- old pictures of people in Sepia Oh, tone. it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's like, like the, if it's like the first episode of the season, I'm watching it. And, 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 and have you noticed that each different film stock is from that era in their lives? It's beautiful. It's well done. I watch it the first time and then I'm like, okay, now I don't want to see it the next episode. I watch those masks every week. And I can't stand them. And, and you can't listen to the sweet piano music. If it was recut for with you doing it, I would watch it every single week. It can be. It can be. All right. So, like, when you watch Boba Fett, Boba Fett, 
do you hit the little skip intro? Oh, no, it's like 10, it's like five seconds long. Okay, just checking. I do hit skip recap. I don't want, I, I, can't, I, don't, I can't bother with the recap. Don't like the recap. Don't care. I know what happened on Boba Watch like last week. I watched it last week. I love the recap because it also primes you for what they're going to tell you about. But I don't necessarily want to know that. I I don't. Yeah, I don't mind a little bit of guidance. Like I want that on a show. Like when I actually when Game of Thrones was on and I was still watching it, that was helpful because there's eight thousand stories going on. There's not that many stories going on in Boba Fett. I mean, maybe more than there should have been, but. All right. Well, Spike Hakari says yes. He does the theme for Succession. So, and he also, or they also say, uh, and it is indeed a banger. So, uh, Nathan Roberts says Emily is sending steel into crises. No, no more than normal. This is actually pretty mellow. Yeah. Um. Oh, okay. Kevin, I, I, I haven't watched. I haven't watched this Peacemaker yet. It's but so good. I, I, I know everyone's I, I just haven't had time. I, I like it's on my I, I will I will because I enjoyed the um the the suiciding squad. I, I, I enjoyed that um activity. But um yeah, don't skip the intro on Peacemaker, which I, I don't know much about the show at all, except that everyone loves it and the intro is it's the intro. Everyone talks about the intro. Emily, so would you, you like to yeah. talk about the intro? You haven't seen it yet? No. You're like, because I know that, oh, it's it's so good. The song is great. And I don't even want, I don't want to like talk about it because I don't want to spoil it for you. Because the first time I saw it, my jaw dropped. I've, there's nothing, there's nothing like this intro. Well, I it, watch it, it every single time. It, it sounds like a rare case of come for the intro, stay for the intro. It's, it's a good intro. Hmm. Interesting. All right, John Williams. I, I, I thought that would have done something for you, to be honest. But um, because this is it's it's the cheese in the brioche. Kenobi, the binding character. Yeah, but um, brioche. Wait, why is the brioche the like? If the brioche is the selling point, then then that's the other things. Oh, with the cheese. It's okay. the che this is going to okay. be the cheese. Yeah, see, this is the cheese melts into the brioche, fusing with it, making three separate things into one delicious bite. This, this is starting to sound like a Brittany Brown metaphor, and I, oh, I don't thank know. you, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's it's very kind. What a compliment. Yeah, that's how I meant it. Hmm. So um Hey, this was something that I, I found very surprising to my experience in talking with um, normal people that, you know, just watch, uh, they just watch the, the Star Wars show when it's up that week, you know, that, that type of person not bound by an addiction. But... Um, this Samba, it, it, it watches, keeps an eye on the uh, streaming habits of uh, your fellow Americans, Emily. Mm -hmm. And they report that 1.5 million household 
households watched the Book of Boba Fett season one finale compared to 1.1 million households who watched the Mandalorian season two finale. I have been informed, and I can I, I didn't I didn't research the tweet that that informed me, but it's about a 35% jump, and Disney subscriptions have also maybe had a 39% jump. So it's very in line with that. But I, I was surprised that the same like equivalent number would have watched both finales. Yeah, that I don't know. That I was surprised when I because I saw your tweet, but also I sort of never looked into it further to see if it was actually reliable. But that I mean that seems like a pretty big jump. Yeah, well, it's an even. Yeah. It, it's not like a jump when you like you can make numbers say whatever you want but i choose to make them say even steven yeah which which i i i because listen i did a lot of market research and and that is a, a few um fellow parents have they asked me about star wars stuff and a few people i spoke to had mentioned they'd seen a couple of episodes of boba fett and hadn't really followed up on it. So I I was just off my extensive market research, had the theory that it might be tough for Mandalorian season three if people don't watch to the end. And then it's, you know, the story's rewound to where Grogu's back with uh, the Mandalorian. It's, yeah, it's a weird choice. I had to the same thought because my my mom, I was talking to her and she, she watched both seasons of The Mandalorian Liked him quite a bit. Likes the little baby Yoda. Likes Mando. Didn't know Boba Fett existed as a show until my younger brother mentioned it to her. And she asked me if she should watch it. And at that point, this was this was like episode, after episode three or four. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. It doesn't, I don't think you'll like it all that much. And I don't think you need to. Like, it's sort of just its own story. And then that is no longer true. And I... Then you do this very weird thing of you have this huge touching emotional moment at the end of season two that is not only immediately resolved, but from my mom's perspective was resolved off screen. Yeah, right. And there's like two issues there of should they have done it so fast and will people be able to follow it? Like if they're just, because you know, there, there are like there has to be people that they saw Boba Fett come up and then watched a bit and just went, "Oh, this isn't." I'll just wait out for the Mandalorian. Well, that, these are the people that I've spoken to, but I, I just feel like that's. But then the stats say that it's all filled in. So, I, I who am I to argue with Samba? <laughs> they're a TV stat tracker. And yeah. Who am I? Yeah. Who am I to question the the stat tracking of Samba? Yeah, it's a household name. The um I gotta show you this dude. This just warmed my heart. For those um just listening to the pod, what we've got here is uh young oh his name's not there but someone has tweeted tom war 79 has tweeted 
that their son saved up, waited 13 months, and has finally got the Razor Crest. And he's, I don't know, I'd say maybe 10. And this thing is as big as he is. It is, it does look um, about as tall or as wide as he is tall. And uh, there's a dude that's uh, about to head off on a few adventures. And, and, and much respect. Enjoy yourself out there, buddy. Don't lose too many parts. But lose a couple because that's how you know you've, like, you've lived. It's, it's nice to see because, like, all of that HasLab stuff I just have in my head as collectors who are just going to put it on a shelf and never touch it. All of them sitting in their parents' basement. Am I right, Emily? <laughs> well, I got it. Just like it's like it's collectible, not a toy. Soaked in their own urine, Cheeto-stained faces ablaze with profit and markup. Look, this, you are putting a lot of stuff onto what I said. <laughs> I mean, because I have a bunch of collectibles. I don't play with my hot toys because I paid like three hundred some dollars for them. They're, I don't play with them. But it's nice. Oh, it's nice that wait. people play with things. Editorial: Chris Fresh's hot toys just the dust awakens. <laughs> okay, do dust mine. Got to glass that shit. Um, but yeah, it, it's rad just to see like toys getting toyed what it's about you know um yeah but like back like to the, the book of boba fett thing i i, I like whether people can follow it or not it is it's just like it just all unraveled i think far quicker than any viewer would have anticipated it's I would have thought that would be like the middle to end of next season. Yeah. I would have thought, you know, maybe middle or something, but I don't know the whole. uh... Yeah. I also would have thought it would have happened on the Mandalorian. So, you know, I don't know. I I don't say I, I enjoyed their little I thought I like I liked it while I was watching it the little like the little joy on the baby Yoda's face when he saw Mando again I loved the scene when the little baby Yoda puts the baby Rancor to sleep and then cuddles up next to him all sweet like those pictures you see of like a cheetah and an elephant I am a sucker for that but as somebody who also cares about storytelling as a craft it seems like a very odd choice yeah, like, you know, the return of Luke Skywalker, it was such a, like, monumental event. But when I sort of watch back my, um, like, editing the reaction thing, like, the thing that got, like, the deepest emotion was Grogu saying goodbye to Din. Like, that was, like, even more poignant because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's more, um, I can relate I, I can I can swap the characters out for people I know, right? And just to have all that just go in a like opening of an Indiana Jones film chase, like the reunion was fun, but 
I don't like I had so much pent up um emotion about them leaving and then just like it 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 sort of like undersells that moment by mm. the amount that was so, like it yeah it, it sort of like undersells backdates like lessens that thing because the reunion was paid such little um like care to like there was no moment really well the thing is is because and, and this is why this doesn't really work to do it on on the book of boba fett is because if you're doing it on the book of boba fett it can't be and shouldn't be like your main event story but then that's exactly why you shouldn't be doing it on that show because it should be a huge big main event moment this is my fix for the book of boba fett is the cliffhanger at the end is din going off to find grogu if you if you want to just do it mm-hmm. that quick and then you can have a separate thing or it can be the opening couple of episodes is your luke and grogu yeah. and ahsoka thing and then for the mandalorian like that crazy episode, the Bryce Dallas Howard, like either splice that in with the rest of the show mm-hmm. or, or just make that, like use that like love and attention and action to do a Boba Fett flashback and like serve like that era yeah. of Boba Fett and, and that era of Boba Fett fan that just wanted like, you know, just to see, I disintegrate stuff and hunt bounties like, and, 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 and maybe in that you could show some progression in his character as well. Like, you know, establish him then a little bit and it will sort of, you know what it will? It'll be like two brioches. (laughs) Yeah. A book of Boba Fett. What's the cheese? Book of Boba Fett. Empire Strikes Back. The cheese is the flashback episode directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Yum. Yeah, you know, and I get, you know, people say, oh, you know, all the shows are connected, but there's a difference between all the shows are connected and we're just going to shove this story in the middle of this other story. And, and I do think like, yes, everything should happen in a way that, that makes sense that all these shows are happening at the same time. And if you want to, I have no problem with them bringing Din into the show because that makes sense and is part of Boba's story. But when on episode five and six, you're suddenly telling like, not just Din's story, but then even a step further, there's another like degree of separation there to the Grogu Luke stuff that either you need to do that from the beginning of the show or just do it as its own on its own program, which you already have because you have a show called the Mandalorian. Mm. Yeah. It's just such a, yeah, such, such an event that um, it is odd. But that, like, I, I, like, I loved it, and I oohed and aahed and enjoyed the ride. But it doesn't make sense to me at the same time. Okay, yeah, I absolutely hated those two episodes, and it also didn't make sense to me. 
Emily. This. I, I what about when he, what about what about crotch cam? What about what about the when he's driving around in the in the in the Naboo Starfighter? You know you know you know into that? Come on, come on. Oh no, I don't care about the ships going fast. Oh. I also just think it's a bad idea that like he used to have a ship that had like a living space. That makes much more sense for a bounty hunter to have a ship with a living space. I do have to say, when they at the end, when they like were just doing the the fast speed thing, which I yeah. which I, I thought was just like the weakest conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Like like it doesn't like it it doesn't spark the imagination. Like if they just said we're off to to see, you know, grief cargo or like something, but just like we're just doing crazy. It's just like, you know, that's that sort of like makes me feel like the next season's gonna suck. Cause if that's what you're giving, like, is this we're just gonna have antics? Like, don't close on antics. Antics are like in the first third of your episode. It isn't like a, it's not, a, it's like setting up a huge exciting thing like the end credit scene at the end of Mandalorian when we get the Boca Boba reveal. Like that was that, that maybe it is something more like that. And I like for, for Mando and Grogu. Yeah. It's interesting that like they had their end credit thing was such a big, impactful thing. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And then this season, it's just like, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I was pretty excited because I. But I, did you did, did you like go oh or were you like hey yeah? No, Is I was like oh because I definitely thought it was dead. Oh, really? You only got one. Yeah, but see, when the episode happened, I didn't think he was dead. But then when when no, the, that, it was like, all, the, no, I. I, it, it was. It's all, because they use the they, term. They word. They word it very gunned carefully. down. The, yeah. But see, to me, in my head, gunned down means dead. Like that's just how I have always heard that. I, I've never heard like somebody being talking about somebody getting gunned down, and like shot in the shoulder. Like to me, gunned down means you are killed. Yeah, I reckon. I get a lot of citizen app alerts, and I think you might be right on that one. On the, uh, and also, like, so I feel like also then you just like, oh, we gotta get, do it for him. Also, like, and and like the do it for him thing, you can be like, okay, they're just they're mad that he got hurt, but yeah, gunned down, gunned down is dead. So I was very happy he was not dead. Excellent. Hey, I tell you who isn't also dead. That's Corey, right? But he he can't be here this week. Okay. I'm glad he's not dead. This would be a really weird way to find out if he was. It would be very odd. But um, I, I wasn't sure where he was, right? But I was watching um, the AEW wrestling last night. It's, it's this new wrestling company. It's been going about three years, and I, I find it very enjoyable. 
And um, so I'm watching this John Moxley's coming out to face Daniel Bryan to have a chat. And you would not believe who I caught enjoying some wrestling. Is this, why is the sound not coming through? John Moxley. I'm hearing sound. Okay. No hurry to give Brian Danielson his answer. Everything on Moxley's terms. It always is. All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All the big stars. Let's go full screen on this bab. Oh, no, that's not full screen. You see this guy? Is my cursor going to show up on that? No. He's, um, he's just there. No, he's just there. He's yelling. He's got a mullet. <laughs> right, ready? The, the guy in the AW shirt? Yes. <laughs> it's Corey. <laughs> Let's go. That's Corey's catchphrase. What do you think? Is that that is that Corey's bemalleted evil twin? I reckon it's him. Oh, okay. Things from me. Hey, um, so you really didn't enjoy those the the two Mandalorian episodes. Uh, how? What? Like, like I'm 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 just gonna hold my little Luke Skywalker dolly here while I ask this question. But um, how did you fare with the upgraded Luke Skywalker CGI character? It 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 doesn't work for me at all. Like it's, it, I thought it was better than it was, um, and the Mando finale. Uh, but then, like, he turned his face to one side, and I thought he looked weird. And then the whole thing with the voice—you, oh, you, you look weird to one side. Sorry. Yeah, but I still look like a human and not like a cartoon. <laughs> the, 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 like. Like if if they replaced him with an actor, I'd be fo- like I'm I'm like what you guys decide, and I'm just going to watch and in, and 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 just suss it out either way. But the voice thing that it's like a robotic. Like, why? Like why can't you like you can get you know your your your, your Steve Stan your Stephen Stanton types your um you know like, I don't know if he does a good Luke Skywalker. But, um, you know, there are people, there's, you know, a lot of them. Why would you get a robot? Like, I understand sort of maybe wanting to just see what it does, but it doesn't do. Also, yeah, you know what? If you want to see what it does, that's what people do on their own time. And they put it up on YouTube and they go, here's a little thing. If we just have fed all this into an AI, here's a robot voice. Don't, Don't do that on your show full of actors. It does seem like very George Lucas, though. So, yeah, so, so, yeah, so we, that, we are, I feel like we, we are respecting his legacy in a, um, a less than... Um, yeah, I, I think there are some parts of that legacy we can move away from. Like, maybe we can care about dialogue and acting and performances and not just technology. It's... It is so odd. Josh Chapman says get Hamill for a guide reading at least. Um, I actually think it would just be easier for them just to do it. Like what they think it would be rather than what Mark Hamill would think it would be. Like I know it would add an element of nerd cred to it all. 
but you know what would be easier though hiring a voice actor yeah that's what we're saying <laughs> well no but i'm saying like the, the, the like once you're getting a, it would be easier to have like a guide track or not why why are we even why is that even in a discussion just don't oh. do the robot thing oh so chapman's saying a guide track for the robot yeah no just no robot it's 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 pointless you don't need the robot there's a voice there's people they've all got everyone's got a voice uh it just seemed like a weird especially when he's supposed to be like imparting all these wise lessons and being like the the impressive jedi master and then i just got a guy with no inflection in his voice and then i find out it's because it's a robot and but i don't know they're they're talking about the the there's a lot of talk in the audiobook industry because the publishers want to start doing that and all the ah. authors and all the authors and voice over people are like what what are you talking about this is the worst idea we've ever heard the um <laughs> josh, josh chapman says the hamiltron 3000 like i i don't know about the rest of his voice but nathan hamill when he says r2 it sounds exactly like it's cuttingly like Luke Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back. That's all I'm saying. Um, I, yeah, the voicing is just like, what's the, apart from proving you can do it, what's the point of doing it when it's, it's like it's ah, it's it's I like, I like no I, I think that it's, is it. It's never going to be as good. No, I think I think it is just proving that you can do it. They're so proud of their technology, and then you get the whole you know just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. But I I want to ask you a question because you are you are the Luke Skywalker guy, and this is a debate I've been having with people, and oh, I want to know. Yeah, go. <laughs> Luke, I can't, please, please have your face again. Cause I can't, I can't ask to this. <laughs> it's an actual genuine question. Luke making Grogu make that choice. Do you think, I, I mean, look, I, I, I think it's, it's a terrible thing to make a child make that decision. My question though is, do you think like Dave Filoni and John Favreau also think that's a terrible thing that Luke's doing, or do they think this is Luke being the wise Jedi master making him choose? All right, I, I I've struggled with this, but I've this is my current theory. Luke knew it wasn't right for him to train as a Jedi. You know how he said to Ahsoka, like, I just don't think his heart's in it and stuff. And so he gave, like, laid out the choice, knowing that he was going to go back. That That's, like, my best way to interpret it to make oh. Luke Skywalker a... Um, <laughs> Not a jerk. A bloody top bloke, mate. But um, what, what's your interpretation of that theory? Well, I, I want to think that uh, uh, your theory i actually i i do like that that luke knows what grogu should be doing and is this just doing this as a way to get him to do it 
I, I want to think at the very least they're setting it up as this is this is a fault within Luke. This isn't right. But I feel like if you're going to have it be a flaw, you hint at that in the show. And they didn't do that at all because so much of it is like he's all in this like golden glow around him and he's raising all the rocks and he's being super like wise and good and beautific hey, and right. angelic. They weren't rocks, buddy. They were frogs. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. That changes my whole, raise my them whole up, point. Raise them up. Raise them up. Raise them up. Raise them up. Hey, what about if at the end of Mandalorian season three, it's revealed in the dramatic conclusion that Grogu does have the green lightsaber and he cuts sick. I don't want to see Grogu with a lightsaber. That just sounds silly. Doing flips. Did you like what he oh, flipped? No. What about what about when he did the flips from rock to rock? Come on, give it up. <laughs> I don't love it. I just want him to waddle around on his little baby Yoda feet. Hopping around's not that's like force jumping's not cute. Little waddle baby waddle Yoda like a little baby penguin's adorable. What about when Luke kept force pushing him along? Come on. That, that was that was sweet. That was a sweet little moment. Because you know how you, you do with like a little kid, like someone's on the other side and you jump over, you do like yeah. super jumps. Oh, great stuff. Hitting me. Hitting me when it hurts. Um, someone's, what's this about Yaddle? Will we ever know if Yaddle... And Yoda are Grogu parents, or was he born fatherless like Anakin and Yaddle is his mother? That's from Eddie Bear asking the, the questions that maybe should not be asked. But um, I think Grogu's just a just just from the planet Duff. He's from the planet of the Yodas. Yoda planet. Yeah. Um, Billy Davis says, I think Luke's just bad decision city. Well, this is the thing. It hurts me to say, and I feel like it's just the happenstance of they wrote the movie without thinking about it was going to affect this. But in the Rise of Skywalker, like Luke knows that Palpatine's Ray's grandfather or daughter, whichever way I said it, they're related. He knows that. And that fact was kept from him when he was little. And he just does the same thing. Like, it's just yeah. like, like, it's not like they set out to make him do that. But if you like, you know, ponder the, the, mm -mm, the, the it's, yeah. it's, just, it's just like, ah, why? No, you were meant to, you're just doing the same thing. No, robot voice. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I really am curious as to, whether they believe in the no connections rule or not. I, I can't tell. Because to me, that's always been one of the biggest problems that I have with the Jedi is all of the problems that have come about from that rule. Yeah, it, it's, it's like when you think about like the problems with the Jedi, like the whole taking kids so young, for instance. Not great. But it's hard to reconcile. Because they're the Jedi. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're the well, Jedi. Yeah, yeah. but here's the thing is every time we actually, like, 
see the Jedi or with the Jedi for any amount of time. They're just basically making bad decisions and doing bad stuff. It's that we always heard, but we just always hear, oh, the Jedi were like great magical knights. We never see the Jedi being great magical knights. We see them being bad all the time. No connections, kidnapping kids. Like, I'm not going to set your mom free from slavery, even though I could easily afford to do so. Just like constantly, they're terrible. Tough. <laughs> very tough. I've been very and, negative with this podcast. It's, um, no, I think it's grading on the curve. Um, <laughs> It doesn't, on paper, it doesn't look great. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to, um, like, come to terms with, like, this thing that you're, like, like you know, like, for me, like, Jedi was just, like, the purest of all things you could be was a Jedi when I was little. I tell you where they went wrong, though, and I think it would have worked out a lot better for them, is if they all wore the Luke Jedi outfit instead of the robes I, I feel like the robes put out like a like a a lazy vibe we'll get to it it's hot we're in the robes you know like there oh, there's a sith oh all right we'll we'll go um but if they had those sweet black jumpsuit sort of things like in return of the ready jedi they... always always ready for action i mean that actually would make a lot more sense if you're, you know, fighting a lot. That 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 would be like one of my go-to changes in the prequel trilogy. Jedi's in the sweet, like I always thought that Luke wore that black outfit because he worked out that's what a Jedi wore. Like he read it in like, like Yeah, because originally it was just like Space Cleo. It's just Obi-Wan's wearing robes because he's on Tatooine and there's lots of like sandstorms and he's just a robe wearing dude. That's like a Tatooine outfit, not a Jedi outfit. Well, he forgot. Like, I I think that's how it got. He just like, it didn't even cross his mind that that's why. Because they're just dressed like everyone. Like Owen Lars is like out there cosplaying as a Jedi. Yeah, which if the, why why is it Jedi on 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 like the I can't remember the name of a single other Star Wars planet, but like the big the big city where everybody is, like that's not bad. That seems like a weird place to be just being wearing robes. Yeah, like so inappropriate. Black that black suit though. Imagine them all walking around. Like imagine like Attack of the Clones or they're going into that bar. And they're both in sweet black suits. You're maybe then getting a little too military. But you got this. You can still have the cape. Like Luke Jedi still had the hood. Yeah. Okay. That's not military. Look. I mean, cape. Yeah. I mean, the cape changes it. Stop, stop, stop doing drugs, Damien, from Home and Away. See? It would work great. It's Attack of the Clones reference. Okay. Is that who the death stick seller is? Yeah. Elon's leaves Bagano? Okay. 
Um, robot voice, huh? Say no to the robot voice. But it is it is so George Lucas. It's incredible. Um, any other? There seems to be a lot of... Um, I'm not going to go into them here because uh, I... Yeah, I just... Like, I, I don't think it's... If people want to find out about it, they can go read. But there's a lot of um, Kenobi little spoilery things floating around. I'm seeing here on um, the new and updated layout of StarWarsNews.net. Are, are you following the 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 the, the leaking, the, the story tidbits? I'm following it insofar as there's some stuff I have been unable to to avoid just because when it comes to like casting stuff you're just scrolling through twitter and it's gonna be there in terms of of plot or anything like that i have no idea what's happening on the show got you yeah i've seen a, a dash but um i'm, I'm sort of keen just to see what they uh show me they i Hoping for a bit of trailer action soon. I hope they don't get. I hope they don't get all hung up yeah. on that on that May the fourth date. Because um, that's, that's so a, like that's pushing it so late. Yeah, I I, I I don't think they will, but um, I, I I really hope they don't. You can do something else that day. But you can give us another trailer that day, but at least give me a little bit of a teaser that's not just like a poster. They could do a little featurette on May the 4th with me talking about my um, brioche and cheese uh-huh. metaphor. That would, I mean, you want to talk about Book of Boba Fett having more ratings. Think how much the ratings would go up if people saw your cheesy brioche metaphor. Take that, Sassos, or whatever that, what was that? Um... <laughs> it was not Sassos. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what was that thing called. Started with an S. There was like a T in it, maybe. Um, Samba, Samba. Oh, no, they would have cheated. Okay, <laughs> Sassos. Um, Kermit the Pog says, Steel, are you going to buy the new Mando Starfighter? It's not for sale, though, is it? You're just asking that metaphorically, like that Hasbro would actually make something that came out in a show. Um, <laughs> but it's not for sale. It can't be. I would have got emailed about it. No, well, they'll, they'll make one the episode before it gets destroyed. Hey, Steve. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say before. Like, when they were both in it at the end, Mando and Grogu, it was very, like, claustrophobic. I was like... Yeah. That's that's no good. And you can't be a bounty hunter in that ship. How is he gonna take his bounty anywhere? Oh, okay. Wait there. Oh. Just just announced. Um all right, let's see. Um, um what, okay. what 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 scale are we talking about here? Oh that's a good question. I presumed it would be vintage. 
Um, There's so a Lego cute. one. I saw the Lego one. Oh, are you talking about the Lego one? Ah, oh, the Lego one. Kermit says the Lego one. Oh, okay. Um, God, Kermit. Uh, no, I will not. I've actually got a Razor Crest, a Lego one, that I, I, I was gifted, but I haven't, like, had time for, like, a year and a half or whenever to start working on it but i want to i want to build it and then go to the to where the razor crest was blown up which is about an hour and a half from here like that set and i'm going to get some sand do another little um a little lego diorama using the actual set sand there are my plans for my future emily how do you feel that's that's that seems like fun that's that sounds like a good idea to get your toys full of sand, but it'll make some good pictures. Yeah, well, I can just put it here. It'll be delightful. Uh, Emily, you do a uh, equally delightful podcast called the Canto Bite Dispatch with our buddy Brittany Brown. Tell the people what they need to know. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, Canto Bite Dispatch. You can find it, you know, wherever you get podcasts. Although no longer on um, Spotify because I pulled it off of that. But you can also follow us there on Twitter and Instagram. Sorry. <laughs> um, we actually we don't have an episode up this week because this is a vibe check. Sorry. Yeah, Brittany. Brittany has COVID and it's been pretty bad. Oh no so. way. Yeah, so we this have a vibe check about the Boba Fett finale yet. So maybe that next week, hopefully, we'll have that. Well, yeah, I don't know. Brittany is, can be very passionate about her reactions to um, Star Wars content. So, no, this this episode, we because I, I was texting her as I was watching it, and she was much more positive about this one than the two previous ones. She was, she has made she has made peace with the baby Yoda. Really? Was she this excited? Oh my gosh. <laughs> maybe like maybe like a notch above that. Okay. I'm just too excited. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Clearly, this episode's gone on long enough. So thank you, Emily. Thank you, everyone, to in the chat. And um Enjoy that wrestling match, Corey. Um, get a haircut, you hippie. And may that force be with you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.